You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, and we're talking Brewers baseball today with our Brewers guru, Adam McKelvey. Adam, thank you for joining us. I figured before or so past say, why not call you a guru? It fits, doesn't it? Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm here to please. I'm here to please. Yeah. But, uh, Adam, uh, what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to give out some uh, first half awards for this Milwaukee club. Uh, we'll give out you know, the, the team MVP, the Cy Young, the top reliever, so on and so forth. But before we get there, let's talk about uh, some recent developments as uh, everybody now underway in the second half of the baseball season. And Adam, one of baseball's oldest uh, debates, if you will, kind of took center stage last night, Tuesday, and the Brewers' uh, 3-2 loss to the Pirates at PNC. Now Milwaukee ties the game at the top of the ninth against Pirates closer Mark Melanson, but in the home half of the ninth, it took Tyler Thornburg uh, just one batter to let the game get away. He's on the hill not the closer, Jeremy Jeffress. And, again, Josh Harrison hits the uh, the Little League home run, the, the triple and the error to give the Pirates the win. But, again, you know, you hear it all the time, tie game, ninth inning on the road. Do you bring in your closer or do you not? Craig Council elects not to and ends up backfiring. If, if you know, put on your managerial shoes here for a few minutes. Uh, what is your decision in that same scenario facing Council yesterday? Well, in, in, for Council, he's done it both ways. He has brought Jefferson in tie games on the road before a couple of times. And it's, as I, my memory thinks it's, it, it worked for him. I think the difference last night was uh, you had arrested Thorne, who's been a really good reliever for this team. Um, you know, he's got closer-type stuff. He's got the strikeout rate, certainly, of a closer. And I think because he was available and rested, it made more sense than they could, uh, you know, quote-unquote, save Jeremy Jeffers for a safe situation. So, so I think that's why he opted to do it that way uh, last night. Obviously, uh, Harrison gets him. Uh, Scott Thornburg also last year for a walk-off hit, so Brewers lost the battle yesterday. So, yeah, t- tough way to lose that one for the Brewers on Tuesday. Is again, uh, Tyler Thornburg, who's been very good uh, all year. He's on the mound, not Jeremy Jeffress, and sometimes, uh, you know, That'll get you. And it got the Brewers yesterday. They lose to the Pirates uh, 3-2. to two. Uh, Backtracking a little bit, uh, it certainly appears, Adam, that Jimmy Nelson is uh, rounding back in the form. He had pretty much hit rock bottom uh, back on June 15th. Less than four innings, he gave up eight runs. But in the five-start since then, very quietly, an ERA under two, 1.86 to be precise. And he really looked great in his most recent start against the Reds. And, yes, it's the Reds, but nonetheless, seven scoreless innings in that one. What, in your mind, has been the biggest adjustment that uh, Nelson has made over the course of the past month or so? Well, I forget what's in my mind. I mean, we can, I can tell you what he says was the difference, is that he worked with Derek Johnson, their pitching coach, on some mechanical stuff to get his legs back involved, his lower half. He felt like he had not been doing that. It led to some issues with his release point and not being on top of the ball properly. And it was, uh, you know, creating some flat stuff that was getting hit pretty hard. And you're right. It's been a quiet uh, a stretch of improvement for him, but that red start was by far his best outing. It was much more the Jimmy Nelson of May where he was really good. 
And uh, that's a big deal for the Brewers because they don't have Willie Peralta and they don't have Taylor Youngman. And Jimmy Nelson is kind of the best pitcher on this staff, stuff-wise, and they need him to get the results as such. And he's certainly gotten those. And you mentioned uh, the two guys who have been uh, optioned to AAA in recent weeks, uh, Willie Peralta and, uh, before that, Taylor Youngman. Uh, any progress for those two on that front? I know they're in the thin air of uh, Colorado Springs, but uh, have we seen any sort of progression from those two as they look to get back to their former selves? Well, Youngman's had some better outings lately, but they're not at AAA. They're at AA. They ended up sending him to Arizona to kind of regroup a little bit and then sent him to AA Biloxi where he can pitch in the heat and the humidity and against uh, some lesser competition, get a little confidence back. And his outings have been better. I think Peralta is still stuck in the same stretch, though, where, um, you know, again, they're not just reading the box. You can't just read the box scores at Colorado Springs. You have to look inside the outings, and they're looking for things in these outings to feel good about. The velocity is there. The arm strength is definitely there. The results yet have not been there, so I don't think a return is imminent. Okay, and uh, moving on to some injury updates, Adam, on both uh, Domingo Santana and Chris Capuano. It seems like, uh, from what you wrote, one player progressing nicely and uh, another player not so much. Uh, kind of break that down for us. Yeah, I mean, Capuano's the one not so much. He had a PRP injection in, in his arm and his, his elbow. Um, he just had not been progressing, and there's there's legit concern there. I mean, this is a guy who's 37 years old, and he's had two Tommy Johns, and now he's dealing with a flexor tendon strain, which is sometimes a red flag. So the number one is to get the information out of there, let him throw again and see where he's at, and they are in the process now of coming back from that injection. But Domingo Santana is much more promising. They hope to have him back out uh, on a rehab assignment by the end of this week, and then they're going to take their time. It's going to be you know, an extended stretch, meaning more than a week at least, uh, to test his elbow and his shoulder. He's had problems with both this season. Let him air out some throws, make sure he's totally healthy before he comes back. They could really use his bat if it's anything like it was in the second half last season where he gave him some pretty good slug. They've not had that out of center and right field. It's been uh, not very good at all offensively, and Domingo Santana could boost that. He certainly could, and considering that, uh, you know, rampant speculation that uh, two of the biggest bats, if not the two biggest bats on the team, Jonathan Lucroy and Ryan Braun, could be elsewhere in the coming weeks with the trade deadline approaching rapidly on August 1st. Uh, Adam, let's transition here to give out some first-half awards for this Brewers club. We're going to give out uh, the Cy Young, the Rally Fingers Award for uh, top reliever. Also give out the MVP for position players and the most uh, unexpected development of the first half of the Brew Crew season. So let's start off with the uh, Cy Young Award. Uh, I'm going to offer my guesses, try to get into your head a little bit. I'm guessing it's going to come down between either Jimmy Nelson or perhaps Junior Guerra. Do one of those two guys get your award? Yeah, Junior Guerra for sure. What a great story. He's a rookie. He happens to be a 31-year-old rookie uh, and pitched all over the world before finding a home in uh, affiliated ball again with the White Sox last year as a reliever. The Brewers brought him up as a starter, and he has been really, really good. Uh, he's pitched, uh, I, I think, both of their one to nothing wins. He's pitched in most of their shutouts, and he's been by far their best starting pitcher. He does it with mostly a splitter, uh, a pitch that opposing hitters don't see very often, a big swing and miss pitch. And the test is going to be, let's, let's see, what, once he starts facing some division foes multiple times, how does that play? The Brewers think it'll play well because it's a big pitch. And, um, you know, I, I think he's a really, really interesting guy. As uh, as Craig Council says, pitching comes from all places. 
Uh, and Junior Guerra is one who happened to come from Italy and Venezuela and independent leagues, and here he is uh, really helping out a starting staff that needs it. Yeah, it's amazing where you find help sometimes. Like you said, this guy is a rookie, uh, you know, technically, but a 31-year-old rookie, and what a find he's been for this uh, Brewers team. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe of his 14 starts this year, 11, he's given up uh, three earned runs or less. So that's that's great stuff right there. That is uh, ace-level material, and he's been something else for the Brewers this year. Uh, transitioning now, Adam, to the Raleigh Fingers Award for relievers. We've talked already at length about uh, Thornburg and uh, Jeremy Jeffress at, uh, you know, throughout the podcast, and my guess is that this award has to go to either one of those two, correct? Yeah, it's Jeffress. I mean, remember the Brewers were going to go with co-closers coming into the year with Jeffress and Will Smith, a lefty-righty situation. Neither had extensive experience as a closer, so there were, you know, there's some question until a guy gets in that ninth inning. How's he going to handle it? And uh, Will Smith goes down in spring with a knee injury, missed two months, and Jeremy Jeffress has been really good. Uh, he is a big-time trade candidate along with Will Smith. If you look at it, uh, you know, uh, Chapman and Miller from the Yankees are kind of the top two guys that, that are out there. If the Yankees hold, I think the Brewers have the two next best things in Smith and Jeffress, and it's a credit, I think, to Jeremy Jeffress that he grabbed that role and has really succeeded at it. His value has has never been higher. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the Yankees are going to want the moon of the stars for either Chapman or Andrew Miller, and maybe some teams are going to say, you know what, let's uh, kind of go under the radar here a little bit and look into Thornburg or uh, Jeffress or maybe even Will Smith, as you said. But Jeffress certainly uh, gets this award uh, named after the former Brewer, of course, uh, Robbie Fingers. And uh, the MVP award now for position players, and uh, we've already brought up two guys that could very well have different home addresses in a couple of weeks, uh, Luke Roy and Ryan Braun. Uh, my guess is this award goes to either one of those two, correct? You're such a good guesser, Matt. I'm going uh, to you try, know. you know, <laughs> uh, by, by uh, wins above replacement, by weighted runs created plus, all the different uh, advanced measures. Luke Roy has been the most valuable player on this team. He's the third best catcher in Major League Baseball by WRC+, plus, um, an all-star and this has all happened amid all these trade rumors that we have talked about every single week on this podcast. I think he deserves a lot of credit for the way he has compartmentalized that and just gone out and performed. I think there's a very high likelihood that he is dealt, but, but the question remains, it's the same question we've talked about every week. Is there a team out there that is in need enough of a catcher uh, that they are willing to give up the huge prospect package that the Brewers are asking for because Jonathan Lucroy is signed through next season? And that remains an open question, and we're less than two weeks away from the deadline. I just 15, 20 minutes ago had a conversation with him about it, and he is trying to keep this out of his head. He, he says uh, that he is not paying attention, that he learned his lesson over the off season about uh, speaking up about this kind of stuff. He's trying to keep his head down and continue performing at a high level. And uh, we'll see uh, how highly coveted Jonathan Lucroy is in the uh, coming weeks. And, uh, Adam, considering how hot I am right now, I'm going to walk away from the blackjack table and uh, let you completely <laughs> handle this one on your own as we wrap this one up. The most unexpected or surprising development, good or bad, of the first half of this Brewers team this year. Well, it's a, it's it's again, it's Junior Gare. Uh This was a guy who came into camp. He was David Stern's first acquisition on his third official day as the Brewers GM. He won a waiver claim for Junior Guerra from the White Sox. Didn't get a lot of pub. Uh, came into spring training, didn't get a lot of pub. He was looked at for the bullpen very briefly, but then went down to AAA, and they started him just because that's where they felt they had a need. Dick Roach, one of their super scouts, kind of was one of the guys pushing for that, and he deserves a lot of credit for Guerra ending up in the rotation. 
at Colorado Springs. Guerra succeeded at Colorado Springs, which is a surprise in itself. Then he came up to Milwaukee, and as you said, he's been really steady. He's delivered uh, a ton of quality starts for this team. He has kept him in every game that he's pitched. And this is a player who was basically out of baseball. He had a, you know, he had a PED suspension in the minor leagues. He pitched in Venezuela. He pitched in Wichita in independent ball. He pitched in Italy. I, I'm not certain how many other big league starters right now have some uh, games in Italy on their record. And here he is uh, really pitching well for the Brewers. Yes, he's 31 years old. Yes, he's got to show he can do it over a longer period of time. But the stuff is, you know, 96 on the fastball with this splitter that is a, a strikeout pitch. The stuff appears like it's there to have sustained success. And that's what Junior Guerra is going to get a chance to show. Tremendous success story in the first half is Junior Guerra. We'll see if he can round out a uh, successful full 2016 season. Uh, Adam McKelvey, A-plus effort as always. We'll do it again at this time next week for sure. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.